What up? Holy Toledo. What a weekend. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little bit late on this one. We just had a lot going on. I had a birth, didn't sleep. Then we went, had to go to Wisconsin. Had a great weekend. Don't had blow by it. Go wedding. into it. I will. Had a wedding last night. And then we we're like, okay, we should record. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. But you got called into a birth at what time? On Thursday. At 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Didn't get home till 3 a.m. Yeah. And then Friday morning. Friday morning. And then Friday was a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. We had to leave at 2 because we had to get up to uh, the Green Bay area. Shout out to all all of our Wisconsinites. Yeah. We went to Cheddar's. Yeah. Cheddar's? Yeah. And I got a nice full slab of ribs, which a half would have done. A half would have done okay, I think. But you just got to go with the full and then bring home the leftovers. My problem is if it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Right, right, right. So I almost died. I had the worst buffalo chicken wrap of my life, but we had a really good time with my family there. So we met up with my aunt and uncle. And my cousin Melissa, her husband Bill, my cousin Anna and her husband Scott. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Um, We met up with my family for dinner, which was nice. And then we stayed at this hotel right next to Lambeau Field. The Kohler Lodge. Oh, so nice. It was super nice. Very Mm -hmm. impressed. Very impressed with Green Bay. So we're from Chicago. And obviously, well, I'm a Bears fan, but you're a Packers Packers fan. Packers fan who grew up in Nebraska. So... Makes sense of that. But Lambeau Field is really nice, and that whole area was really cool, and I was very impressed. But we stayed at the Kohler Lodge, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. It was literally across the street from Lambeau. And then Saturday, mm-hmm. big day, mm-hmm. my lovely wife, who I am so deeply in love with, <laughs> spoke at a women's conference in Green Bay, and baby crushed it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. And I was so nervous, but it actually went really well. It was a women's wellness summit. Mm-hmm. There was so. over 600 women there. And no, then, not there. Yeah, I talked mm-hmm. I talked with Patrick before you started. Like right before you were about to go on, we were talking. And he said they sold over 600 tickets for there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there was a bunch on, on uh, via Skype. But I was trying to count. You were trying to count 600 people? <laughs> yeah. There wasn't 600. There was like 300 people there, maybe. No. Yes, I no. promise you. Babe, churches like that hold like seven, 800 people. Yeah, and that one whole side section there was, was like, empty. It doesn't matter. There were like 30 or 40 rows. Okay, anyways. Um, it went well. I was really was nervous. Awesome. You came on. You were cracking jokes. Get everybody laughing. We all know that your love language is calling you funny. Yeah, that's the best compliment I could ever receive. So if when somebody, I'm trying to get lucky, you, I just start laughing at your jokes. And you're like, you are the funniest woman I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, you're about to get so lucky right now. Because <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I thought you did so well. Thank you. Obviously, I think you could have done a little bit of a different approach to leading up to the the weekend so you knew for months and you're right, you are right. such a procrastinator yeah so i started working well i actually started working on the speech like a month ago and then i left it and then i didn't do anything with it till tuesday so here's what gets me because i wanted you to do it yourself right right but every weekend for the last three months i was like hey how's your speech going and you're like i'm gonna get it done and i was like hey how's your speech going every once a week i would ask you just hey how's your speech going and you're like, didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it. Months, months go by. Then it's finally, it's, oh, hey, it's February. This month I have to do it. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, leave me alone. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm just trying to help. But you did great. Thanks. I was so proud of you. I was like, it was surreal for me to watch. You're so sweet. Yeah. You're the best. Um, And then we drove back because our cousins were getting married. And it was our anniversary. And Vito was like, I want to dance with my wife on our anniversary. So yeah, we, we went get to home and it was like 
seven ish, seven thirty, and you're like, let's go to bed. And I was like, no, I I'm dancing with that. my wife on our anniversary. So we got ready, went to the reception, and danced a little bit. A little bit, we danced. I feel like I only danced a little bit. I danced to like four songs. No, you were out there for a while. Nah. Yeah, I just went by. We were there for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. There for like three hours. So yeah. it's fun. Did the photo booth. They brought like burgers and hot dogs late at night, which you had some chicken tenders. I had one chicken tender. Oh, but it was fun. Both sides of my family were there, which was a good time. Yeah. The bride and groom looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. So now we, we share an anniversary yeah, Now we share an anniversary them. and we can go on trips together and it'll be fun. <laughs> and then this morning we couldn't wake up for the life of us i was dead to the world we got home at like one in the morning and i we woke up at eleven thirty, which is like 11 not common not and at all i'm redoing my basement and my dad was down there this all morning <laughs> we could like hear it the nail gun and compressors and saws and i'm like i just can't get up and then he didn't think we were home because of how loud he we was being and we were just not moving yeah and Hutch, our lovely guard dog, didn't move. I think he, he just, just knows your dad, so he doesn't. On his back. You know. What about when my my dad? So our family, we just kind of all have keys to each other's houses and stuff. But Hutch was hanging out next to us, and my dad legit entered our home, came into our room, and then Hutch started barking. And I was like, "Yo, it is too late, bud. <laughs> <laughs> the intruder is in our home. You are a terrible guard dog." Yeah, but that was after your dad had already been working here for like three hours. He's such a pain, our our dog. <laughs> he peed on somebody today. At the park, he marked his territory on some guy's leg. I wish I was there. I was so embarrassed. I'd be like, man, how emasculating is that? Babe. If a dog peed on me at the dog park, I would kick it. For sure, I would kick it. I wouldn't blame you. If that guy would have kicked Hutch, I went to blamed him no not at all but he's like oh he literally just stood there while he did it and was like oh maybe he's into it maybe some people like to get peed on yeah it's weird so weird it's so weird. <laughs> um all right so let's get into it because we have some stuff i have a comment from somebody who this is more of a comment than a question but Cool. She just said, hey, guys, I just wanted to say thank you to Liz for mentioning that it's unfair for her to hold that resentment for moving to Chicago versus Vito moving for her to Vegas. I moved from San Diego to Oakland, 10 hours away from my family because my fiance is a year older and got his first job out of college. And sometimes I feel like I gave up a lot for him so he could be by his family and by his job. But you're right. It's unfair for me to hold on to those feelings. I made I did make the choice to move. And I do feel like if I had stayed in San Diego, I wouldn't have the job I do now and the opportunities I've been given. I want to say thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Good for you to acknowledge that too. That's not easy to do, especially when you can definitely feel like you are giving up a lot, but it was your choice and you made it and own it. And I think that's just important for all relationships, right? Like there's compromise within relationships, but ultimately someone's going to, both of us are going to make a decision that isn't our first decision and maybe we're not in love with, but once you make it, own it. Because then if if it doesn't go well, to point to your partner and be like, I told you so, like that's destructive. Yeah. And it's not going to help. It's only going to destroy. And well, once you make it, you know, you do it together and right. it's a choice. Own it. And what she Good said about you. her job made me think about mine too, like... If I hadn't moved, I wouldn't have gotten this doula job at the hospital. You wouldn't which, be married to me. Well, uh, right. Your job. I mean, forget <laughs> your job. That's true. But you know what I mean? Like just the opportunities that have come from it. Absolutely. Even then, you know, um, like preparing to move. I was like, okay, I have to get out of debt. So even I paid my car off in six months. Even speaking at this conference, would months. you have flown to Green Bay? It would have been a right. more of an ordeal and yeah, everything always works out. Just own it. Oh, yeah. And um, I wouldn't probably even still be doing the podcast cause if I wasn't with you. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It can seem like, you know, it's easy to look at something. There, There's like a million different ways when you're looking at a even a painting mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it means this. 
It means that. There's a, any meaning you want to give to something, you can give it. So why not give it something positive? You know? Yeah. You move to to Oakland. It, cool. Moved to Oakland. I don't see my family as much, but this is my choice and I, I love it. Right. It's just, it's different, but you know, mm-hmm. that's good, good for you for. And I think no matter where you move choosing the positive to, route. like I have friends that moved, they're both live away from family. Like somebody moved to Vegas, like they both moved to Vegas, then met and got married there and their families aren't there. Um, or people where the guy moved toward the woman's side. It's, it's literally no matter how it goes, I think that that's when it's important to to realize that you guys are a family now and you have to set up your own rules and boundaries for yourself. And although, yes, like we're still family with all of our family, like our parents and siblings and stuff, but this is our family now and we get to decide things together on what, how we want to raise our kids and how we want to show up in our relationship and what family means to us right like i still have brothers and sisters and parents but you are my family now right and they are my family for sure and your family is my family too but but you've also been so good at making me feel like i'm number one you do feel like you're number one 100 percent. like i've never felt like oh well he chooses his family over me because they're here i've never once felt that way good which i'm super grateful for because you're very supportive and so loving and you're like, we are one, you are my family. And yes, they're my family too, but we are each other's number one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy to me, I mean, growing up the way I did to, to realize how many people are in the situation that we're in where somebody moved across right. country to be with the other person. And for me, we always like, you dated a friend of a friend. You got married right, to like that's someone foreign. you know, right? Yeah. Everybody married somebody from here, right? Exactly. Or even like how my one cousin's dating somebody that I went to high school with, and like it just kind of all stays in the family, sort of thing. Or like it's all in proximity. But now more than ever, I feel, especially doing this podcast, and people reaching out to us and be like, "Oh my gosh, I relate so much to your guys' story because I moved from San Diego to Oakland, or I moved from California to New York, or you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me to think, but." It's so important, not just in that aspect, but in every aspect to own the decision. I think as like we continue to move forward in our relationship and, you know, we want a family. So as we start having kids or or whatever, and we start having, you and I have different, we were grew up or have different life experiences with that. Both of us are going to be making decisions that we're not fully in love with, but we have to own that. Right. As hard as it's going to be, or it can be, not that it's going to be, but it can be, just own it. And for me, um, faith lately has been huge, really yeah. focusing on living with faith, which is like no doubt that, um, not the singer, but <laughs> just having no doubt that everything's going to work out is, uh, it's been important for me, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not easy. I think just trusting too, because it's like, if I hadn't moved, my life would be so completely different and I 100% believe it wouldn't be for the better. Like my life, my life is so much better since I met you. No, it's true. You, you genuinely, you pushed me so much. Like I went to finish my life coaching. I went to finish my doula certification. I went probably be doing the podcast like Mm. you because those were like doubts in my mind the Mm. lies that I believed like I'm not smart enough or I'm not like who's gonna listen anyway or who's gonna want to hire me anyways you Mm -hmm. know and I did have these big this big block around finishing things and you pushed me because you saw the best in me and also made me see how simple it was it was like just do it turn it in da, da, da. Yeah. and it's fine and then I, once I did I'm like oh my gosh like I feel so empowered like I could do anything even though it was <laughs> it was a simple thing you yeah, know but it's all about so, you know your internal blocks your right but you've helped me work past those so much and you yeah. I feel like you are my number one supporter I am I'm your biggest fan I know and I feel that way and it's, it's nice too because like you helped me finish too 
Yeah. <laughs> Babe. I'm sorry about my husband, guys. <laughs> we help each other. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Uh-huh. It's all good stuff. Yes, it is. Um, I hope I motivate you and I push you. You do. You know what it is? Uh, I, you don't motivate me in the sense of the way I do with you where I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, cut this shit. Yeah. You motivate me in the sense of I am so in love with you that I want to be better for you and i want you to be so happy and i want to create a life where you can live out your dreams mm-hmm. so you don't have to do anything you just keep being you <laughs> and i think like that motivates me to i to feel be like better. what i do and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like i encourage you though to like find your passions and try out different things and i want you to have the freedom to do that like i don't yeah you definitely do but like i don't want you to feel like oh i just have to work construction for the rest of my life i don't i'm not like hey well you have a good job and we have good insurance so you should just like let's continue that and invest in retirement it's like no i want you to be happy so like let's find your passions and when you get passionate about something i'm like cool like yeah so pursue it that stuff's definitely cool it's definitely cool that you do that. I think, and I'm not, and it's going to sound like I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm really not. What What's important for me is when I say stupid things or I'm an, I'm a dork or I like come and hump your leg or whatever, that you like, you just, you entertain me yeah. and you allow me to be me. <laughs> and that. Do I though? You, you do. Okay. You yeah. do. And that, you'll be like, oh, okay. Sometimes you're just like, oh, okay, get away from me. <laughs> but you're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're still nice about it and. I know that I'm annoying and you, you're not though. Yeah. So you, but you entertain me and I think that fuels me because you allow me to be me and in my past relationships, I wasn't. Yeah. So like for me, that's huge is when I'm a dork or I say something crazy she and, likes and you're, me for me. exactly not because, not because I do stuff and like, and Cleopatra and okay. We don't know the words. Awesome. Thanks for writing in though. We're, excited that you're choosing the good path all right so question for the podcast my fiance and i have a hundred days until our wedding first of all congratulations guys that's awesome super exciting uh any advice how to prepare for marriage in these final months we can't start marriage counseling until april because that's when our pastor ends his sabbatical we want to stay intentional in our preparation for life together without getting lost in wedding planning read it one more time okay They have 100 days till they get married. Any advice on how to prepare for marriage in the final months? They can't start marriage counseling until April, but they want to stay intentional in their preparation for life together without getting lost in the wedding planning. Yeah. So the Getting Ready for Marriage workbook and book is all online. Um, We need to get them to sponsor us, babe, because we talk about them all all the time. We should really reach out. But... uh, the getting ready for marriage it's a christian based workbook book uh website uh that's what we did because yeah we couldn't find marriage counseling but it's basically marriage counseling without the um going to a pastor i guess yeah without the counselors but yeah so to do that beforehand i mean you're going to show up with your pastor and he's gonna be like oh you guys are already doing work right that's great um but aside from just counseling I would say have conversations that have nothing to do with the wedding. Go out mm-hmm. on a date and don't talk about the wedding. Go to a movie. Still date each other. Mm-hmm. I think even just the fact that you want to be intentional with your relationship and not get caught in the wedding planning just speaks volumes. Yeah, it shows you guys are already good. Yeah, and I think something that's really important is during these last 100 days, if anything comes to mind that you're like scared to ask about if there's anything that you haven't talked about like and it comes up just ask just talk about it for sure because i mean we talked about everything but there were still things after we got married that were like oh we don't see eye to eye on this yeah i didn't know that you know but it's like just if there's anything that comes up you know don't be afraid to talk about it and still continue to have hard conversations because once you've made that choice that you're going to spend your life with this person, although you haven't, you know, had the wedding day yet, there's still a part of you that is 
completely unified like you have chosen each other and you're for each other and you're in this together now yeah and with that being said though i think the reason why you go through the counseling before marriage Mm -hmm. is because a lot of people don't have those conversations and they don't work through all of all of the issues or disagreements and because you guys chose the office over parks and rec i was just throwing an office reference we were watching it today and um Jim was like, yo, Pam, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what do you want me to say? Blah, blah, blah. And then he went in and heard that she was talking to her mom. And she was like, yeah, you know, I do think I'm in love with him. Even though she was engaged to the other guy. Roy. Roy. And Jim heard that, went in, kissed Pam. And then afterwards, she's like, I can't. He's like, you're really going to marry him still? And she's like, yeah. And we were talking, we're like, because people do that. Where because they're engaged, they feel like they're already married and committed. But even though they see all these red flags, and even though they know they're not 100% in it, but they already said yes to the engagement, that they feel like they have to. Right, and they just like want to get married and want to start that chapter. And if they right. end it, they have to start over and they, you know. Right. So, I mean, we're all about love here, so... My full assumption is that if you're engaged and you're listening to this, that you're fully in love and whatever. But there are it's real where people say yes and they don't really mean yes to the engagement. Or they're like, yeah, and then thinking, well, I'm not in love with him Right, but or let's assume completely. that everything's kosher. You know, like what would your advice be? I already gave it. Right. Do the okay. do the getting ready for married or getting ready for marriage workbook thing have all the hard conversations and i think also just enjoy so i remember somebody telling us because we had a pretty quick engagement like enjoy being fiancés too like like Vito said going out on i don't understand that you said that the whole whole time we were engaged you're like i just want to enjoy being engaged i was like what does that mean because i'm only engaged once and we were engaged for six months I do. I don't know. It's just fun. What does it mean to be engaged? It means you're in limbo. It sucks. <laughs> being engaged is the worst. Okay. I'm giving advice now. Um, just like enjoy the season of life that you're in. And, you know, because things do change when you get married. And I felt like they changed for the better. But, you know, it's still that season of life where you're engaged and You're so excited to spend your life with this person and just soak it all in. Like just enjoy it and soak it in and enjoy going out on dates. Why are you laughing at me? Because being engaged is the worst. It's like you're not dating. So there's not the, oh my God, I wonder what's going to happen. The excitement there. And you're not married. So you're like, mostly you're not fully committed. You're not like living together and doing that whole thing. You're you're committed. You were fully committed. No, I, I, I know, but do you understand what I'm saying? You're not like... It, it, it's like a limbo period. I guess for me, I like things like, what are we doing? Are we here or are we here? And being engaged is like, yeah, yeah, we're just here, but then we got to wait for this party. Like we're basically married, but we're not. Right, 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 right. And for me, it's like, you're like, I just want to enjoy being engaged. And I'm like, I don't get it. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, enjoy your period of life for sure. Yeah. But continue to date each other and do the workbook and stuff. And um, oh, you know what you could do too? Find some mentors, people, a couple you look up to, who you value what they value, and you value their relationship, and grab coffee. Coffee. Why can I not speak today? Grab coffee with them. A bird-a-der. Grab coffee with them and ask questions. And ask them, say, hey, will you mentor us through our premarital marriage stuff? Ultimately, have fun with each other because we're all going to die. And so just enjoy the time you have with each other. All right. Next question. Guys, first of all, I'm loving that people wrote in. Yeah. And like it good questions. and Makes me excited. Y'all okay. are awesome. Tell your friends about the podcast too. Thank you for your candor in the podcast. It's so nice hearing Ooh, you. Ooh, time out. What does candor mean? Like genuineness. Okay. Um. Thank you for your candor in the podcast. It's so nice hearing that other couples have a rut or a bad day, but continue to love each other through it all. Discussion for the podcast, staying connected through the trying to conceive process and discussions around the what if we can't have a baby and other options such as adoption and medical interventions like IVF. 
Mm-hmm. Love to you both. Thanks for such an honest listen week after week. Uh, you're welcome. First of all, <laughs> uh, the trying to conceive is surprisingly not easy or as easy as I thought. Um, like that season of talking and preparing and well, because we had the chemical pregnancy, uh, it brings up a lot of insecurities and fears the positive that came out of it was, for me at least, I really had to turn to God for it. Well, just realize that you're not in control at all. At all. Right. So. You, you are to an extent. I'm going to just say that really quick because. Well, you're in control of your choices. You're not in control of No, but of you're the also outcomes. in control of, there's so much research now on like the health of the father is so important. So if you were just like drinking all the time and doing drugs and we were struggling getting pregnant. Right, but even if you did, what I'm saying is you're in control of your choices. So choose to make the right decisions to get you to the highest possible possibility of having a child. But even if you did everything right and I did everything right, we're the healthiest people in the world. We took all of our prenatals, all that stuff, and it just didn't happen. That's not up to us. Mm -hmm. So that part is hard to let go of because especially in America, we're like, we need to have things now and we got to have control and all this stuff. Um, So for me, it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me i'm not speaking for you because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've spoken about it i don't know if we've actually talked about that um the first pregnancy but um staying connected is having the conversations and being vulnerable with each other and, and voicing your insecurities and if you if you're having miscarriages or if you're not you're just getting your period every month whatever um we kind of talked about it when we were saying whatever happens, happens. We, you got to give it up to God and like let go of the, the um, idea of control. And for me, again, it was all about having fun. Like, hey, we're going to do it every day and we're going to have fun when we do it. It's not going to be a chore. It's not going to be a job. It's not going to be, hey, I'm ovulating now. Let's do it. It's just going to be like, hey, we're doing this to connect. And if for some reason we can't have kids, then we'll play it by ear. And we did talk about adoption, and we have, and we still do. And um, I think, though, a big part of staying connected during the trying to conceive part is bouncing off of a little bit of what you just said. Like, with the sex, instead of making sex about trying to conceive, make the sex about connecting with each other. Mm. And not like, okay, we're just doing this to make a baby. Like, we're doing this to be be one and to connect Mm. and to you know have that time together and i think that that's important super important but when it comes to the conversations around what if because we had a lot of those especially with the chemical pregnancy i i was like what if my body's broken (laughs) like i just remember that's how i felt was i thought my sperm wasn't working right well i felt there was something wrong with me and and just having those questions. But that's also something that we had talked about before we got married because I had a lot of friends growing up who did accidentally get pregnant and different things like that. And I've never been pregnant in my life until we had the chemical pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I don't know if I can get pregnant or not. I never tried to get pregnant. I've never, mm-hmm. you know. And so there is those questions and for us we talked about it before we got married because we're like okay what if we can't have kids like I remember asking you what if I can't conceive would you still want to marry me Mm -hmm. and then you asked me and we're like yes I'm choosing you for you not in the hope that you can give me children one day Giving, having children one day is going to be the choice that we're going to make together to grow our family. And we knew that we both wanted kids, but we also knew going into it that who knows what's going to happen. And if we couldn't have kids, we did kind of come up with a little bit of a plan. Um, Yeah, we were going to travel for 10 years. And then adopt. And then adopt. Um, We're like, okay, if we can't have kids, we're going to live an awesome life and do whatever we want. The next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we'll just go hitchhiking. Have, and have that freedom. And 
then adopt maybe a sibling group or something like that. So we did have those conversations, but again, like it changes when, when you're in it, like it's easy to talk about when you're not going through it, but then when you're actually in it and trying to conceive and you're not getting pregnant or you're having miscarriages, you know, traveling for 10 years and adopting doesn't sound as appealing as when you talked about it when it was, you know, when you weren't even trying to have kids. So, well, cause there, yeah, I mean, there's a great, let's say we can't have kids. I mean, there, there's a grievance, a grieving period to go through. Right. But I would still want to travel. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying like, like in that go. moment, that's not yeah, where your in the mind, moment, that's not right, where yeah. your mind is. Yeah, yeah. So I think the conversations around what if it, it's just that, okay, well, what if mm-hmm. it's out of our control? So I think you have to decide what you're willing to do and but also at the end of the day i think it comes back to when you're trying to stay connected knowing that you guys are on the same team and that you love and support each other and also when it comes to trying to conceive you're never gonna blame each other yeah that would just be mean so i mean i think it it's important then like if you do want to do the IVF route, like they've said it's so much easier to get the guy's sperm tested first because mm-hmm. it's way less Invasive. intervention. Yeah. Um, you know, and then get the, the girl tested. But even if like one of you has a problem, like it, it's so important to still stay connected through that. That's when your partner, I feel like, needs you even more. Well, that that's when you go back to your vows. And I mean, at least biblically, two flesh become one. So to point your fingers, like let's say it was you who couldn't get pregnant. Your fallopian tubes were flowing the wrong way or something. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's say it was you, right? If I was like, well, you're the reason that we're not getting pregnant, well, you're one. So right. why would you treat yourself like garbage? That's, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Like when you make a mistake or you do something or if I were to be like, wow, what a crappy person. I'd be, I don't know. I, I After we got married, I just look at you different. And even like when you were speaking last weekend, and I was saying it was surreal for me. You mean yesterday? <laughs> yeah yesterday like it was surreal for me because i feel so connected with you mm-hmm. so to point fingers or to blame each other doesn't see it just seems it feels wrong so kind of tying it back to what you were saying too having sex for connection instead of conception conception oh my god we should make that a t-shirt <laughs> Uh, we bang, <laughs> we bang for connection, not conception. Oh well, my gosh. It, it's a win, 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 because if you're, if you're doing it to conceive, you're, it's going to feel like work. And then the more you do it as work, the less it's going to be good mm-hmm. and the less it's going to be connecting. And let's say you keep doing it, you keep doing it, keep doing it. You're getting further and further disconnected. And then on month seven, you're, you get pregnant. Well, now you guys are disconnected. And this isn't a good start getting into pregnancy and then having kids, right? But if you're doing it for connection and nothing's happening and you keep doing it, you keep doing it, keep doing it, and month seven, you're, you conceive, well, now you guys have seven months of amazing connection and like really getting involved with each other. And now you're at a place of, hey, awesome, we're pregnant now, cool. But we're so much more connected and this is going to be so much better for our pregnancy and our. Mm-hmm. And I think also whatever. like don't forget to. We use whipped cream. <laughs> to during the trying to conceive process, like to continue to date each other then too. Mm-hmm. You know, because when kids enter the picture, how whichever way, whether you conceive naturally or do IVF or you adopt your life changes and just continue to date each other and enjoy each other and, and don't let things build up. That would just be my other advice because if you are having doubts or fears 
you should be able to talk to your partner about it and have those conversations. And sometimes I feel like with you, like I would feel like a broken record, you know, like there's something wrong with me. There's, you know, I would be saying the same things over and over and over. And you're like, babe, no, there's not. And you, you would still continue to reassure me, even though like I had the same doubts, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't, or, or the bad thoughts. Like I would tell you some of the horrible things that would come into my mind. Like I remember mm-hmm. telling you, like, I feel like I'm being punished because of mistakes I made in the past. And now I'm never going to be able to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Like God's punishing me. And you're like, that's not who God is, you right. know? And, and just having those conversations with you about it. And, um, yeah, having uh, sharing your feelings. Definitely. I, I feel way more connected with you now than ever before because we have, we tell each other our weird thoughts. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Which, what did I tell you today? Or the other day where I was like, you're going to judge me for having this thought. I don't think it's anything you want to share on here. I can't remember it. But uh, I told you anyway. Yeah. And I didn't judge you. No, you laughed. Um, which is why I love you. Yeah. So I I think that that's just, yeah, everything we said. Having sex to be connected, continue to date each other and just be open about it. Um. I think that that's that's hard because once you start putting all, tons of pressure on it and on yourself, because like again, n- it shows none up of even it's more, yeah. right. None of it's in your control, and I know it's so hard not to put the pressure on yourself. But doing that is not going to help. It's not going to do anything, you know. So it's, it's well, it's even like I mean, as a, as you're doulaing, you do you do you do your do your doula work, man. How do I get my tongue untwisted? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Hutch came in the room. Sorry, bud. But as you do your doula work, you notice too, like when moms tense up or they try to force it, or, or they're not, they're not letting go. It's so much harder for so them. So much harder to give birth. But once they give in and once they let go, then it's uh, everything works. You're right, and that's why I say sometimes like. Sometimes I do recommend somebody, I mean, if somebody wants an epidural, awesome, that's your choice. But there's times where that wasn't the ideal plan, but Mm -hmm. it's like, this might work for you because you have so much anxiety or because you're so tense up, like tensed up, you might need this to help you relax. And there's been times where, um, he needs to open the door for him. I was going to finish my sentence and then open the door. There's times where um, getting the epidural has helped women just then they completely relax and dilate all the way and have the baby within like a couple hours because they were just holding on to so much tension that they couldn't release. And that works. If that, if that, oh, geez. If that, what is he barking at? Oh, I apologize. That's embarrassing. Please hold while the Nextel subscriber you're trying to reach is located. Oh, man. Who had Nextels? Did you ever have a Nextel phone? I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. No, but I was saying if that's true for birth, it's true for... Conceiving. Yeah, conceiving, right? Like, our body reacts to our our stress and and our emotions and everything. So, got to let it go. Got to give it up to God and have fun with it and, and stay connected with each other. And, uh... Yeah, don't make it a chore. Just let go. Let it snow. Let it go. Oh, I was going to say, so let go. Just jump in. I don't know that song. It's by Imogen Heap. I have never heard those words (laughs) combined in a sentence. Say that again. Imogen Heap or Imogen Heap. People say it different ways. Is that one of your weirdo bands? People know their songs. Mm. Spell it. Um... I M O G E N space. Oh, this is for sure one of your weirdo bands. No, don't let me. Oh yeah, you know this song. 
You don't have heard this song? Oh, I love this song. Let me no. fast forward. Uh, all the music you listen to is so <laughs> bad. This is not bad. It's not bad, but it's not music. It's like, this is, you go You've to sleep You heard one to part this. of this because like Jason Derulo redid a part of it, which is so lame. Jason Derulo is hilarious because he sings Jason his Derulo. he sings his name before all of his songs. <laughs> 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 all right, you fast forwarded it six times, and it it's, it never has gotten a different tempo. Okay, he remade this song. He was yeah. like, "Wow, this song is so boring, but it's got a good catchy slogan to it." No. No. I like her song Jump In too. It's in the movie um The Holiday. With Jude Law? Mm-hmm. He's so hot. Eh, he's not really my type. Really? Yeah. I mean he's he's attractive, I guess. We were talking about you that one. Yes. When, when we were watching the talented Mr. Ripley, because Eva was saying asleep. that he was really hot too, and I'm like I he's good looking, I guess, but not not somebody that I would double take a double look at at all. Which is funny. And we've had this conversation before, but the guys that you, you're like, oh my God, he's so hot. I look at and I was like, <laughs> oh, this guy is ugly. And that must mean that I am ugly. Babe, that's so not true. Every guy that you've said, oh my God, he's so hot. First of all, they're always over the age of 60. Okay, just because I think Richard Gere is sexy. Which is <laughs> whatever. But why every guy that you think is hot is like a tr- not even ugly. They're like they're hard to look at. And then I look in the mirror and I'm Richard you know, Gere is not hard no, to Richard look Gere at. Is a, he he's, is a, he's sexy. a handsome he's a handsome man. He's eighty years old. Okay, but I told you that I like the young I'm attracted to the young Richard even Gere. Even still, even in pretty woman, he oh, was yeah. forty five years old then. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Still creepy. That should be reassuring because no, it's when not you're because 45 guess what? years I'm old, 28. I'm going to think that you're so, so sexy. Right, but you, who are, who's, who's an actor that you think is good looking that's young? Oh, there's this one Spanish actor, but I don't know his name. He's super hot. You don't know his name? No. Okay. You get you guys understand my point. She finds not attractive people attractive. I think Zach Efron's cute. I was thinking that the other day. He's Zac just, Efron's a boy. Babe, he's older than I am. Okay, but he's very boyish. Okay, so they look too old or they look too young. Which, what do you want from me? I want you to think a good-looking guy is good-looking, <laughs> not an ugly guy. I want you to be like, oh, Chris Hemsworth, good-looking guy. Chris Hemsworth is a good-looking guy. Okay. Okay, I could take it then. Yeah, I'm not somebody who's like, oh my gosh, this actor is just... Yeah, you are. Amazing. Yeah, you do. With who? I don't know. When the, that Spanish guy. I don't know his name either. <laughs> no, but. you don't. I've never yeah, even yeah, yeah. talked to yes, you about you him. Yes, yeah. But when when a certain guy comes on the screen, you're like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? Like, he's so sexy. I was like, what? That guy? Because I'll, I'll tell you when a guy's good looking. Yeah. But you find not good looking guys good looking. I, I would need more examples uh, because... We need to watch more TV then. <laughs> I don't think so. I... Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think Jim Halpert, later seasons, when he's a man, right? do you think he's hot? Not really. Okay, okay, good. I think Jack Ryan did him good, but I don't... Right. He's he's, he's a good-looking dude, but he's not like... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Which, if you're listening, I love you, and you're definitely good-looking. You know, but... Who are you talking to? The guy who plays Jim Halpert. Oh. <laughs> um... He's probably listening. Right. I'm so sure. He and you. his wife, Emily Blunt, listen to this all the time. It's yeah. like their favorite marriage yeah. podcast. We, we love you, but, you know, you, me and you, we're average looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just own it, you know? <laughs> it's what it is. What are you going to do? Babe, I think you're so sexy. I know, I and that scares me because that... the other guys that you think are sexy are not. That's not true. Here, That's you, not you, true. Know, you know what we should do? You got the internet on your phone. I don't. We're gonna play a new segment called "Is He Sexy?" And I'm just gonna look up the last ten uh, sexy sexiest men alive, and we're gonna go through it. And we'll we'll let you guys know the I'm names. I'm probably not even gonna know who they are. You're gonna see a picture, and it's gonna have their name next to it. You goof. All right, 
you guys could play this with your uh with your friends as well at home okay 2019 john legend piano player singer no not my time okay okay uh 2018 idris alba He's good looking. Yes. He's okay. very good okay. looking. Okay. Yeah. I think Ooh, he's gorgeous. I like the... Okay. 2017. Blake Shelton. Country no. singer. No. Okay. Baby. How are these the sexiest men? We're doing good. 2016. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He's hot. Okay. No. No. Okay. He's a great Maybe guy. Maybe he's not. There's just something so masculine about him that's uh, attractive. Uh, yeah. The fact that he can lift a house. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I know if yeah, I was out with him masculine. that he sure. would kill for me and that's hot. Okay. 2015, David Beckham. He's all right. Uh, Look again. (laughs) He's gorgeous. He's attractive. He's not my type. Look at those eyes. He's okay eyes. Okay. He's gorgeous. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. This is a bad picture, but Chris Hemsworth, 2014. Yeah, that's a bad picture. I like him with scruff on his face. Yeah. So we agree he's a good looking dude. Um, okay, 2013, Adam Levine. No. No. Yeah. Okay, we agree. Okay. I Mostly because I just don't like Maroon 5 or their music. He's like, <laughs> he's so whiny. Yeah. His voice is so whiny. Well, let's I not talk trash about people. He's a very successful, okay. very talented man. So glad you're rich for being whiny. He's a talented singer. Okay. Okay. 2012, Channing Tatum. No. I think he's handsome. Nah. He's oh. handsome in what are what are those movies where he strips? Uh, I mean, every, everyone everyone listening is screaming the name right now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, shit. Uh, there, there's a dance in Vegas. They have a whole show. Right. What's it called? I don't remember. Um, Magic I mean, Mike. Ma- yeah, of course That's he looks hot in that. <laughs> but All right, tw- again, no. 2011, Bradley Cooper. We need a new list. Why? I don't think that this is... Bradley Cooper's attractive in different roles. Okay, look. The, this one is... There's a picture the, the, on the Sexiest Man cover. There's another man on the cover. And it is um, Ryan Gosling. No. No. Okay. I'm attracted to him in The Notebook. And that's yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. Okay, 20, 2010. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is good looking. Okay. 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 Um, 20- but out of everyone that we went through, number two was definitely the hottest. Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's he's something. <laughs> Wasn't he in a show that we were just watching? He's in The Office for a couple seasons or like a s- oh, couple yeah, of shows. Yeah, yeah. but right. there was like an action one that we saw him in. 2009, Johnny Depp. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, you look up a no, new no. list. This Ooh. list is okay. horrible. Uh, what am I? What do you want me to Google? Sexiest men. That's what I did. Sexiest men. 2020 it's my goal to get on the sexiest man alive <laughs> list you're on my sexiest babe what do i tell you all the time i said i always say you're the sexiest man alive yeah but then again these are all like instagram influencers Ugh, gross which i don't understand how that even works because they all post edited videos or pictures chris hemsworth number two yeah these aren't even Oh, Liam Hendricks is up there. Uh, oh, you like Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's good looking. Yeah, because his last name is a Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> Jason Samoa's. No, because again, he's just so masculine. So I think that it's that like... Oh, Keanu Reeves is actually really good yeah. looking. Yeah. Well, you know he's my favorite actor. <laughs> I love Keanu too. Um. I think the appeal to like Jason Momoa too again is just more of that like big guy that could like snap someone in half. So basically, you want me to start working out, babe? I love your body. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you the appeal of these people. Robert Downey Jr. He's fifty. Mm-hmm. I probably like him better now. There are some people who. Really age do age, so well. Yeah, age very well. Like I've never been that attracted to Brad Pitt. No, I agree. Like he's a good-looking guy, yeah, but sure. like I wouldn't swoon over him. Yeah, 
I'm trying to think of like who in person, feel, if I saw, I I'd be like, so guilty having this conversation, dropped. judging people. Yeah, I don't like it. Right. Well, you started it. I did, but I think everybody's beautiful in their own way. <laughs> we just want to clarify but something. Let's get me on the sexiest man alive cover somehow. I'm into it. Reach out to People Magazine. Yeah. Everybody tweet at People Magazine with a picture of me. Be like, yo, sexiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> but find like the worst picture you can find. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got off on a tangent. What were we talking about? Because every guy I think's attractive, you think is not. Oh yeah, but apparently that's wrong because we agreed on most. We did. All right. Well, let's 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 finish up. Um, I want to again acknowledge you for how awesome you were yesterday thank you and how awesome you are every day thank you and uh i'm so proud of you and i cannot wait to see what uh god brings you this year jesus year this is your 33 jesus year Mm -hmm. and um i'm really excited for you thanks for us and um yeah i'm excited to see what comes but you're amazing thank you um, I want to acknowledge you because today I was like, I need to clean the house. And you're like, I'll clean the house. You just take Hutch to the park. And that meant the world to me because I don't like cleaning. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, I just really, he's my soulmate <laughs> <laughs> because you enjoy cleaning. I do. I think you go through like waves when you get the kick to do it. You like want usually to do on it. Sundays. I want to do it. Yeah, I rarely feel that way. So I was like, "Wow, what? It's fifty degrees outside." Yeah, I'll go to the park with the dog today. Dude, we had all the windows open, all the doors open. Turn the air off. Turn the heating off. But then it's, it's supposed fantastic. to like snow every day. This We're next sp- time. they're calling for fourteen inches. <laughs> oh my gosh! Which would be awesome. Yeah, so I could build another snowman. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being amazing, babe. One yeah, year. You're the best. We made it One a year. year, which I had zero doubts. So. I had no doubts. All those naysayers out there. Who said we couldn't make it? We showed you. We showed you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, I want to acknowledge all, you, all of you for writing in and listening. And it's so funny. We were talking about it this week. And we have such a loyal listener base. It's like I, we, we can see how many people are listening. And it is on the money. It's almost the exact same number every single week. <laughs> Um, so share, tell your friends, um, like subscribe, give us ratings, etc. And, uh, we hope that as you guys go through your relationships, whether you're not in one looking for one or in one and looking to make it stronger, uh, we, we pray for you guys and are excited that, um, in this crazy chaotic world of surface BS and, likes and comments and stuff that y'all are looking at the person across from you and mm-hmm. wanting to know more and um we we value that on our highest values so um keep keep going for it yeah connect deep absolutely and thanks for listening and we will talk to you later this week <laughs> bye bye oh yeah you're gonna double up this week Okay, bye. Bye.